First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Well, here at home, the National Health Insurance Bill uh, it has gone through the committee section. It's gone through the National Council of Provinces Select Committee on Health and Social Services without any changes. As a result of that, organized business says that basically it's making a mockery of the process. Uh, even they say that some of the proposals put forward by people like the Department of Health were actually ignored. Uh, Martin Kingston is on the steering committee of Business for SA. Martin, good morning. Morning to you, Stephen, and to your listeners. In fact, you're the chair of that committee. My apologies. Why are you so frustrated with the way the National Council of Provinces has handled the NHI bill? Uh, well, Stephen, we can't have a situation where uh, detailed comments are sought. Uh, there are provincial hearings in all of the nine provinces over a two-month period. Submissions are made not just by business, but by stakeholders across society, and not one of those comments are taken into consideration. In fact, uh, during the select committee hearings last week, uh, which lasted for less than half an hour, four of the provinces had detailed mandates and indeed weren't able to give their comments, which had incorporated uh, much of that feedback. Even the National Department of Health uh, which had expressed views, uh, its views were not incorporated. So as far as we're concerned, uh, that goes to the very foundation of a constitutional uh, participatory democracy uh, where views are sought and taken into consideration. It's clear that wasn't the case. Uh, that's now going to go to the NCOP uh, tomorrow for consideration without any of the input uh, that has been assembled over the past two months. Okay, so I mean, from what you say, do you believe then, I suppose, the way to put it would be the ANC's pushing it through? Well, I think that it's a rubber stamping process and it is being pushed through and there will be uh, very significant ramifications uh, of acting uh, in haste and repenting at leisure because this is an ill thought through proposition. It's not that we're opposed to the concept of universal health care, far from it, uh, but we need to do it in a thoughtful and considered manner, which takes uh, all of the input into consideration on the one hand and crowds in all of the skills, resources and expertise on the other hand for what amounts to a complete overhaul of the healthcare sector. Um, th- it does, in a way, this can sound a bit strange, Martin, but it's going to strengthen the chances of a successful legal bit, right? I mean, if someone were to challenge just on these grounds, the fact that none of this um, was taken on board, I mean, that would probably be successful. Well, that's absolutely right, Stephen. We've said that we reserve our right. We would much rather uh, that we were not associated uh, with a legal challenge. There will undoubtedly be multiple legal challenges. Uh, but the risk of that happening uh, goes up dramatically uh, when one pays scant regard to due process, which is what has happened here. Or indeed, we put in place a proposition uh, that doesn't withstand scrutiny and doesn't pass constitutional muster. And then the consequence of that uh, is that we will be tied up in the courts as a country, uh, not for months, but I fear for years, at the very time when we need to make sure that we've got affordable, accessible health care, particularly to those who are least able uh, to take advantage of it currently. What would happen, in your view, if the NHI were implemented in the way the bill currently is, which is probably what seems likely in a way it might become law, but uh, never mind the court cases for a moment, what would the consequences be? Well, I think it's unimplementable at the moment. The Minister of Finance and the, and the National Treasury themselves have said they don't have the financial wherewithal uh, to be able to fund it. We're talking about something between 200 and 500 billion rand uh, a year. So we don't know where that money is going to come from. Uh, in the absence of raising taxes, only National Treasury can do that. 
I think that's not practical or feasible. Uh, where we don't have the skills, the resources and the expertise to build the institutional capacity quickly, uh, I think that that can't be put in place. We know the problems that we're confronted with at the moment uh, with state sector issues. Uh, and thirdly, uh, when we haven't got the definition, we haven't got the granularity, we don't know precisely uh, what is required. So at the moment, it's a vision, it's a promise, it's a commitment for the future. It's not going to happen uh, in the here and now. And as you say, the consequence of rushing the process, not actually taking into consideration everybody's input, will simply slow down the implementation of something that is fundamentally important. We've said quite to the contrary, what you need to do is you need to assess all of that input. You need to crowd in the resources, the skills, the expertise, the capacity, not just, but particularly in the private sector, as we've done in many other areas you'll remember, including during COVID. And we need to put in place something that has uh, all of the skills, all of the resources available uh, to give effect uh, to universal healthcare, which is critically important. Martin Kingston, thank you, Chair of the Business for SA Steering Committee.